are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, welcome to Informative Conversations Podcast. My guest today is Life Coach Belinda Vries. Hello, Belinda. Hello, Jacqueline. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. Well, Belinda, I want to let my guests know that we know each other from way back from our... Oh. Yeah. Yes. Younger, I mean, 20s, 19, 20. Um, I, you may have been 18. I may have been. Yeah. I think it was before I, I hadn't had my son. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was a young yeah. adult. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I wanted to bring Belinda's story to my listeners because it is so inspiring and so encouraging. Now, Belinda is the one that introduced me to Christ. And I remember Belinda as a young, just on fire, on fire, trusting God, loving God, beautiful Christian young lady. <laughs> and she, and of course, as we grew older, I we went to different churches and um, different experiences. So I hadn't spoken with her in a while, although I heard tidbits about her um, life story. And so I reached out to her because. I want to talk with her from a perspective as someone who loves the Lord and has gone through life trials in church and still loves the Lord. So, Belinda, I usually start out by asking you to tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, but I think I kind of took over that. Did you <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to add to that before we get into some of the things I want to talk to you about? Well, I mean, you know, I think we'll probably you will probably touch on many of those things okay. as we move forward and um and and as we you know move forward in our in our conversation. But I I would just like to say that I'm so happy to be uh a part of your podcast, uh informative conversations with Jacqueline and mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of 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 the this risk that you've taken to step mm-hmm. out on faith mm-hmm. and and do this and you know the biggest privilege Jacqueline is that you would give me credit for you know bringing you to the Lord that is amazing I, you know we've been talking just recently after so many years mm-hmm. of going our separate ways and doing different mm-hmm. things and it's so good to be to reconnect with people mm-hmm. and uh and gen- in a genuine fashion so mm-hmm. uh you know i when you met me i was just on fire for god is true mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. choir member and a, a sunday school teacher mm-hmm. and just uh so in love with Jesus and still mm-hmm. in love with him. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 uh, spark, uh, took, uh, some kind of, uh, 
a hold in your life is such a privilege. And so I just want you to know, I'm just so, so proud of you and so, so grateful to be a part of your, that you thought of me to be a part of your podcast. Oh, of course. And, and Belinda, here's the thing. The word tells us to let our light so shine that men may see our good work and glorify our father, which is in heaven. And your light was just beaming. And because of you, I've been able to bring others to Christ, which is what we should do. And right. for that, I'm, I'm grateful. Yes. But I want to go ahead and, and, and get into your story. So, so I want to say, say to you, I know you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior at a young age. And throughout your journey, you've been through divorce, moral failure, the loss of a husband and a good friend, and the loss of your only child. But when I was talking to you, you made a decision. This is what you said. I made a decision to love God and man and serve. <laughs> Can you tell? Because, you know, I, I, I make a big deal about that because some people would have turned on Christ. And some people would have just said, I'm not doing this. But your love is genuine, even from a young age, no matter what you've gone through. So I want you to speak to people that have been in the church, in love with Christ and gone through things. And if you could speak to each one of those, just give us a little bit about your story and each one of those about divorce, the moral failure and the loss of your husband and loss of your son. Well, you know, I, um, I, I, I came to God really not as young as some others, you know, there are those who grew up in church I was about 14, 15, um, a teenager when I um, joined the church and really, you know, wanted to start to serve the Lord and start teaching mm -hmm. Sunday school at an early age and, um, and, and, and was on many things, the choir, mm -hmm. uh, we used to do the Bible bowl. I don't think people mm -hmm. do that anymore, mm -hmm. uh, but I was, uh, loved doing that and, and, um, devotional leader, worship leader mm -hmm. and all of those things. And, um, then got married when I got about 24 and was mm -hmm. very hopeful about marriage, uh, came from a divorced family. And always wanted to, you know, have a, you know, a marriage and then certainly a marriage that had God in the center. Amen. And then, um, you know, married and his parents have been married for a long time. And of course, I again, I came from divorce. So I was very hopeful that this part of my life would be fruitful. Mm -hmm. And and um, and it was we had a son Mm -hmm. uh, but early in my marriage, I realized that it just, it was not to be. And uh, my mm -hmm. husband did not, was not the kind of guy that wanted to remain married. Mm -hmm. And so we got a divorce mm -hmm. and I found myself as a single parent, what I didn't mm -hmm. want, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and my mother, I grew, I was raised with a single mother with three children, mm -hmm. who had three children. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was, that was devastating. And mm -hmm. then afterwards, um, you know, there's, you get back up on your feet, you try again, you um, mm -hmm. continue to, to um, try to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, down the line, I uh, joined uh, other churches and 
you know, was continue to try to, to, um, I guess, expand my life. And, you know, I knew that my life does not belong to me. And I always knew, even as a teenager, that I was going to, that my life would be a like life of sacrifice, meaning Mm. that I would, you know, if there would be times where, um, that I would have to, you know, consider a great deal of sacrifice and, mm. and, and that's personally and spiritually. And, the, mm. and, and so, you know, as a young adult, I was taking care of my grandmother, taking care of my uh, son and, um, you know, again, you know, kept, you know, continually trying to grow my life. And uh, let's see, then um, we went to, uh, we joined maybe two more churches mm-hmm. after that, and which were good things. You know, it's not mm-hmm. bad, wasn't bad. Right, uh, right. But when you talk about moral failure, uh, when I say that I've witnessed moral failure, of course, we all, all have had our times of, of humanness and we fail. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was very close to leaders, some leaders, and worked very closely in their church for years. Mm-hmm. And learned a great deal. Very the proximity uh, that I had with these pastors were was I was very close to them both uh, personally and, and you know in the church, and witnessed moral failure in the pastor, and which had a great impact on um, my my own family and my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just it was you know very hard to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I talk about that in ways where, you know, people are human and right. we are all wrapped in our human frailties. But mm-hmm. when you witness that, you do, you can run up against a, a wall, a brick wall, mm-hmm. and certainly mm-hmm. experience a crisis of faith, mm-hmm. you know, and wonder and reevaluate who, who, what is it that you really believe and want and need and trust? Mm. And uh, uh, so, yeah, with, even with all of that, it's still, I think that, you know, how you start a thing many times can be how you end it. And one Mm -hmm. of the things is that we started out and you know, this Jacqueline, because, you know, we came up around in the same kind of a spiritual environment and church Mm -hmm. environment Mm -hmm. where you, there was just a devoutness and a resolve to serve God. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, um, I just decided that I was not going to, you know, turn my back on him, even Mm. though I had many questions because I Mm. knew God was not going to turn his back on me. Mm, and mm. so I think once we you you know there's this thing about resilience mm-hmm. and and we talked about this that resilience is a muscle and the muscle is on the re- muscle of resilience is only worked through adversity the mm-hmm. only way right. you know right. how resilient right. you are mm-hmm. is uh you know through adversity mm-hmm. and um I think and I and I feel like that 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 has been the t- the song of my life. Mm. It's been the song of my life, and you know, de- deciding to serve God is just that. It's a decision that mm. I've decided. And and when God calls you, 
he calls you um and and it you you don't have you can choose to say yes to the call mm. or you or not but mm. when god calls us it is it is not with any guarantee that you're not going to have any hardship in life right right and uh, so there are many, even in the text of scripture, there were those who were, you know, on the, on, uh, there were Christians. So there were those who were, you know, godly um, uh, people, and they still dealt with such struggle and such right. hardship. The, in, in Kings, the guy, uh, Naaman, they talk about him, how he mm -hmm. was a man of valor. He was a man right. of a victor, a warrior, mm -hmm. but the but the Bible says that he had leprosy. Right, right. So up under all of that good armor and stuff, there was this oozing disease mm -hmm. right. that he had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right? But, right? But he still mm -hmm. was a man of valor. He still mm -hmm. was a good man. And so I think that, you know, when I think about how we, uh, or even in my life, the bouncing back and and the 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 resolve to serve God uh is because of of who I know that he is mm. to me. Mm. And that never changes. Our circumstances will change, mm. but he that who he is never changes. But, but Linda, let me ask you, who who would you say he is and was to you during those times when you said, you know, of course it could cause you to kind of think about and question, but even if you don't understand, what is it about him that may, in your relationship with him, that made you make that decision? What was he doing? What, what was he showing himself to be in your life? Or who was he showing himself to be in your life during those times? to make you even more determined that you were not going to waver? Yeah, I think, well, you know, when you go through um, hardship, he's, he, whatever the, whatever the question is, he's the answer. Mm. And I mean that, I mean, like, mm -hmm. so when yes. you go through sickness, he's the healer. Mm. When you go through uh, loneliness, he is mm. your, um, you, he is uh, the lover of your soul, mm. you know, or he's your company keeper, you know, mm. so he's been that to me when I felt unprotected mm. or he was, uh, he showed me to be his, uh, that he was my protector, mm. you know, and so I lost, you know, over the years, I lost my uh, son. And I have, was born a twin and my twin died of cancer. Then my my son died uh, 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 very tragically. And then my younger brother passed uh, mm. and got hit by a car uh, mm. as a pedestrian and hit a run and was killed. They mm. died, mm. Both, all three of them died at a very early age. And what mm. I found that God would be is a comfort. So mm. I think what, you know what I what I know about um, God is that when all of those things would go, we we would experience those things. When I would experience all of that, 
um, what I would say to him is I will be honest with God. Lord, I am so heartbroken mm-hmm. and I need you to help mend my heart. God, mm-hmm. I am so, you know, whatever that is mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And ask, I need you to be, you know, whatever that would fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And then there are days when you don't know what you need. Mm. Mm. But you, you trust see. that he knows. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We were talking. And uh, one of the things you said was uh, after losing your son. And let me just say this. This was your only child. Yeah. You said you went through things like you no longer feel like a mother. And then you shared about how the idea of loss, that people don't just lose children. You know, we lose people all the time. Um, Would you share your words on that um, with my listeners? Because those words were comforting words to me to know how you got to that point. So so I can say to you that when I lost um, Norman, my son, it was it was the it was the most um desolate place that that mm. I could possibly think about mm. and and the thing is is that his father died we were divorced, but his father died when he was seven mm. and he died at thirty one and then my son died at twenty nine mm. and um so i had so I say that to say that when I was uh, when I was dealing with the loss of my son, it's not even like I had another parent, his parent, another, you know, the oh, right. uh-huh. to mm-hmm. even lean on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be, you know, fulfilling it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I didn't I didn't have that. And uh, when I lost him, when when we lost Norman, it was just um, again, the it, it was the the worst feeling that any parent could ever uh, Mm. feel. Mm. Uh, But what I knew was that, well, first of all, I lived my life with my son where there was no stone left unturned. Mm. I loved loved him unconditionally. Mm -hmm. He knew, and he knew it every day. Right. He knew it every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I lost him and I was heartbroken, but I was not, I didn't have any regrets. I Mm, wish I had said, you know, Mm. I wish I had said this, or I wish I had done this. Mm. When he was on this earth, he got every part of of what a mother could give. Oh, amen. That's good. And, uh, and so I, so I don't have any regret, but I regrets, but I do, I do have heartbreak and I still you know, deal with the brokenness of, I don't know if that will ever um, change, but I don't let that define who I am, mm. you know, and I'm no longer, uh, I don't, I could say I'm no, I'm, I don't feel like a mother anymore because my son is not here. My child's not here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm a grandmother, you know, right. and mm-hmm. But and I've decided that I was going to love and find places to put my love 
and and no matter what. And so mm-hmm. that has been uh, a real help to me. And I would say uh, um, that when you love someone very deeply and um, a writer, I think I mentioned this to you that Robert, he was a playwright, Robert, Robert Woodruff Anderson. And he, he, he wrote that death ends a life, but it does not end a relationship. Mm. And one of the things that's been most Mm. inspiring to me is that, you know, my son still lives, his spirit still lives on in his children Mm. and in, and in my relationship with him. Because when I talk about Norman, when I that I feel like he is still around. Mm. When I laugh about him, when I think about him, do you know what I mean? And yeah, I believe, I yeah, and I believe that that is uh, a gift from God. Mm. You know, mm. I do, and I know that I'm not the only. I'm not the first parent to lose a child. And I'm not the last one. And I'm not the first parent to lose uh, their only child, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but every day, every day I think about him. And every day I, uh, I'm i thankful that, that he was in our lives uh, as long as he was. Mm. And, and another thing you, you shared with me, you said worship was, was, it played a big role in your life during this time. Oh, yeah. And so I want to ask you, first of all, how did you even know to turn to worship and what role, what things did worship provide for you? Well, let me say this. That's a great question. So I didn't turn to worship in, in, in hard times. Mm-hmm. See, it's, it's two times you can worship. Preachers say it all the time. You can worship in the good times and you can worship in the bad times. Uh-huh. It's able but two times to worship, and mm-hmm. and 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 then at the third time you can worship all the time. So mm-hmm. I will tell you that I've I've always been a worshiper, mm-hmm. always, always, mm-hmm. and worship has always been very healing for me. Oh, okay. And, and so, so it was, it was, it's not. I I just kept doing what I had been doing. Uh-huh. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just kept doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't start, I didn't start reading on worship. I didn't start teaching on worship. I didn't start being in worship at, in hardship or, you know, when I was, when I left a church because of the, uh, because of betrayal of the pastors, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. leave uh, mm-hmm. then. I mean, I didn't start worshiping then. I've been mm-hmm. worshiping, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I have been worshiping. Um, so I think that, you know, worshipers worship. Mm. And for me, it has always been a very healing and medicinal mm. uh, process for me. Mm. And I sense God, feel God and know him in worship because mm. he's the center mm. of that. You know, it's mm. not Belinda. It's not mm. any issues. It's mm. just him. Mm. And so that for me has been um, freeing and one of the one of the tools in my toolbox mm-hmm. is worship. So when mm. in doubt, always worship. And that's mm. you see what I mean? And so yes. it's not it's not something I just kind of try to go find. Now, now I you know, 
there may be someone who does that and that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. all right. But Mm -hmm. for me in my life, it was just the outflow of my life that I have been living all along. Belinda, tell someone who may not know, um, just just a, 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 a few seconds, tell them how to worship. How do they even start? What what is what do you start doing? Like we know to pray, you know. Um, thank you, God. You know, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. What what tell them some words of for worship? Well, so let me say this. So worship is out, it flows out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you think so. It's not, we can demystify worship by Mm. thinking about worship in this way. Mm. When you're in a relationship, Mm. you talk to that person that you love Mm -hmm. like you love them. Mm. You show them that you love them. Mm. You know, you you say sweet things about them. Mm. You give them gifts. Mm. You know, you talk to them. You get to Mm. know them. That mm. is what a relationship and a connection mm. is all about. Mm. And if, you, if you're if you in a married relationship and you want to have a, a good relationship, you have to spend time with that person and mm. find out things about them and then say those things, you see? Mm. And the same thing with worship with our God. Mm. He is our creator. Mm. He knows everything about us, hair, every hair on our head, every mm-hmm. cell, every muscle, mm-hmm. every emotion, every mm-hmm. every dark place, every light, mm-hmm. illuminated place. Mm-hmm. He knows all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I uh I would just open the scriptures in Psalm and just declare what the Bible says about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And just start talking about the good things about who he is. Mm. You're the apple of my eye. I worship Mm. at your footstool. Uh, Mm. There's none like you in all the earth. Mm. You know, you are my heartbeat. Lord, Mm. I love you with all my heart. All Mm. of those things. It's what you would Mm. say to someone that you're in relationship with. Yes. And you pour pour out on him just like you would pour like you tell your mother mom I love you so much mm-hmm. yo I think your hair is so beautiful mm-hmm. you look so nice in that dress mm-hmm. I love I appreciate you so let me hold your hands you know mm-hmm. how you want to hold your mom's hands and just yes. look these are the hands that that uh that diapered me these are the hands yes. that you know gave me love and and, mm-hmm. and pampered me when I was mm-hmm. sick and all of that you know, those are the things you you look at everything when you're in connection when in relationship and when you're connected to, to someone, mm, mm. and you just let you pour out on them. That's the same. Mm. It's the same thing with God. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when we were talking, you said um, you were talking about being connected with people and community and oh. so forth. And I kept trying to say, well, how do you just do it this way and you do it that way? And I kept naming different things. And you said, <laughs> you said, Jacqueline, stop. You said, I just live organically, not legalistically. She said, you say, you, you, you see what you're doing. You're thinking in terms of legalism. So I want you to share with my listeners what it means not to live in legalism 
and to not be married to an outcome. Because you said, yeah. I, I, my outcomes don't define me. I'm not married to them. So talk talk to my listeners about that. Well, you know, here's the thing. I I I I I believe that one of the I do believe in connection. I mm-hmm. do think that God, I think that what God thinks about a person, look at the people that he puts you around. Mm-hmm. If you see the people that you are around and mm-hmm. and and God is putting you next to people that are are doing something that are pushing you and advancing you into places and they give you inspiration like what Mm -hmm. you're doing with your podcast Mm -hmm. you know it is it is it is very clear you know many times when I uh think look at my life and see the kind of people and the quality of people I'm like Lord you love you really love me Mm. that you put those people around me and that I don't take those connections for granted that's right I'm very intentional about mm-hmm. connecting with my friends mm-hmm. and and giving my friends space in my life. Mm-hmm. That means that I, they have space in my life to uh to uh rebuke me to uh mm-hmm. they have they have space in my life to uh affirm me and mm-hmm. it's and it's reciprocal. I mm-hmm. have that space in their life. Mm-hmm. But they know me well enough to know that uh, when I'm it, when I'm well, when I'm doing well, and when I'm not, mm. and I I believe that God operates in community. Yeah. That, that God, uh, He does that. God, Jesus could have done all He did by Himself, but He got twelve to do it with Him. Mm. You know, so I believe that community is a thing of God, and I think that uh, that it has been my saving grace to mm. have people around me to know me well enough to pour into me when I'm empty for me to pour into them when they're empty and to celebrate when you're full. Mm. You need that. And you need those kind of relationships and they happen organically. And Mm. so they're believers and they, they're, you know, organic. And so that's how I feel about uh, connections. And I honestly, that is honestly what I, I, I uh, believe that it's a gift uh, mm. from God, you know, the mm. people that I'm connected to. Mm. And uh, so that's that. And then when we think about, um, when I said that I'm not married to outcomes, we cut, mm. here's the thing that gives me peace. Mm. That I believe, you know, there's no amount there. So when I think about, well, you know, losing a child mm-hmm. and, you know that uh, parents, you're a parent, do you pray for your children? Yes. And we, we pray against those kinds of things, mm-hmm. death and harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and would I love for my son to still be here? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I grateful for my grandchildren? For sure. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to have my son with me. Right. But and and one of the things that I what I was talking about is like not being married to outcomes is that God is God. He's sovereign. He right. knows everything. Right. And for right. me to have peace does not mean that I don't live in hope and expectation. Mm-hmm. But right. I also know that He is God, and whatever mm-hmm. He allows, meant, mm-hmm. uh. I have found out in my 58 years of living mm-hmm. that 
that is what's supposed to happen. Mm. And the text is true that uh, that he will work. Uh, all things will work for our good. Mm. And so that's every experience and mm. that he does not waste any experience. Mm. And so for me, I'm not I don't trip about uh, outcomes. And, you know, I, like I, I don't believe that uh in this legalistic kind of way of living that I live organically. So mm-hmm. you're not going to hear, hear me say, we was like, well, what do y'all do? Y'all do you go on walks? Do y'all mm-hmm. uh, do, you, do for your, with your friends and stuff and your community of faith of people that you're around? Do y'all, how do y'all do that? Do y'all meet or whatever? Mm-hmm. And again, it's just, it's just uh, in an organic manner mm-hmm. that we, we, uh, we live and we, uh, love each other and mm. it's just in an organic manner so it doesn't have to necessarily be uh you know prescribed out and it's mm. got to be a certain way you know and mm. that's what I say about uh that legalistic way of being mm. that sometimes we could be so tied to that that if it does not look like that then we're not happy if, mm. if you know if our peace if peace peace got to look a certain way it's got to be a mm. certain way then mm. we're not we're not satisfied because mm. it doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. Mm. And many times we are stepping over the blessings mm. of God. Mm. 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 Okay. Because it doesn't look like what we thought it ought to look like. Mm. Mm. Well, you touched on this a little uh, before you mentioned one, but I want you to talk more about what's in your toolbox. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what's in my toolbox? Mm-hmm. So I let me see. If I had to tell you what was in my toolbox, I would tell you love. Mm-hmm. I would tell you connections, friends. Mm-hmm. I would tell you books. Mm-hmm. Read. I read a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. I think that um, fun. Mm. Uh, I'm a I'm an NPR junkie. I love National Public Radio, so I listen to mm-hmm. all of those. I'm I listen to all those shows on NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, giving, mm. nurturing, mm-hmm. uh, worship. Mm. Um, yeah, I think those kind. Of, I can't talk about connections enough. Mm. Uh, toolbox, I think um intentionality. Mm, so living good. with intentionality, mm-hmm. that's in my toolbox. Mm. Uh peace mm. and and um uh, an idea of self, being self-aware. Mm. You know, I'm very introspective, but being self-aware and being self-aware is not being selfish. Mm -hmm. Being self-aware is just knowing who you are, right? You know, deciding Mm -hmm. how you are going to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if that, if I had to say anything, that's in my toolbox. That's Mm -hmm. the, um, Mm -hmm. you know, affirmation is in my toolbox, Mm -hmm. not just for me, but for others. Um, mm-hmm. I think that being a student of the people that you are around is very important. Mm-hmm. 
I think that you have to know people mm. in order to be um, real with them. Mm. And so, yeah, those are some of the things that oh, I wow. think. That's good. I got to know them to be real with them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I want to just wrap this up by talking about um, when we started talking and um, we were talking about all the things you've gone through and you said, because I, I was trying to say to you, well, well, no, well, well, how do you, uh, were you upset with God about losing your son and, and, and how did you feel about, you know, you've been so faithful and then you went through divorce and how, to, and I was trying to say that, and, and before I, before I could finish the name of those things, you cut me off, you said, Oh, you said, I have no animosity against anyone. You said, I am totally free. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, can you share some words of encouragement uh, for someone who may be going through a similar situation or who went through a similar situation and they, you know, they are angry with God, yeah. even though they don't want to leave God, they're angry. Um, yeah. But you had a made up mind. Uh-huh. You said, I'm, I'm, I chose to love God, to love man, and to serve. And yeah. you said, I am totally free. Now, was that freedom through a process? Or, I mean, what would you say to someone? Well, I think, um, Jacqueline, um, you know, I think we all experience, you know, times where we are confused and angry with God and confused and angry about situations, brokenhearted, disappointed, Mm -hmm. you know, but we're also happy and joyous and filled with triumph at times, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, so I have, you know, have decided to serve God early Mm -hmm. and then life happens. Right. And you either stick with the decision or not. Mm. Um, And people are people. I don't live like a victim because I'm not one. Mm. I'm not a victim of anything. I'm not a victim Mm. of any circumstance. I just Mm. live life like other people have lived life. Mm. And things happen. And mm. and have I been disappointed? Have I questioned? Have I reevaluated? Yes. But I feel like I you have to be, um, you find a resolve of how you're going to be, you know? Mm. And um, so, no, I, I have no animosity. I've worked, I've worked in the church and given my all and then found myself, you know, feeling like I'm on the outskirts, did not know, you know, leaving a church after serving the church had been there for 14 years. When you're there for 14 years in leadership, there are layers of things that you lose. You work there. So that was my job, my friends, that was, you know, connections. Then there's my, you know, ministry where you are, you know, thriving in ministry. So you look, there are things that were lost in layers and that, that you wonder how, how will God rebuild this? So that, that happened. And then, you know, then Norman died and then, you know, then all of those things. And, uh, and then prior to that, you know, I had, you know, suffered divorce and financial failure and, 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 uh, 
But at the end of the day, when I say I'm not tied to anything, because, you know, what you do is live your life. Mm. And life is made of the good, the bad. Um, It's not made, it's not, it's not a pie in the sky. Mm. Uh, But there is no one who's great where their life has just been, you know, one way and one way. Usually when you find greatness, Mm -hmm. it is a a masterpiece of failures and triumphs and, you know, ups and downs, a masterpiece Mm -hmm. of that. And so, and so, yes, I, I, I think, I feel like I've always asked God to, you know, purify my heart. Mm. And I think worship has always helped cleanse that, Mm. cleanse my heart. And I just don't have any animosity. Now, it doesn't mean I understand everything. Mm. Um, But I have no animosity or free, I feel freedom Mm. and free from all of that. Now, you know, most people, you know, will come and say, well, do you feel like you forgave? Did you forgive? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, what does that look like? Who knows what that looks like? Yeah, and, and that's when I tell you I'm not tied to legalism because unless it looks like A, B, and C, then people mm-hmm. will determine that you've not been that you that's not forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But I I can't, I don't, you know, I don't put that pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I do is give my heart to God and, mm-hmm. and and say, Lord, this is your job to cleanse my heart. And I give Ooh. it to you and surrender for you to cleanse oh, it. Oh, that's, that's good. You know, it's your job to do that. And I trust that you will do it. And I mm. surrender to you mm. to do that. Do you mm. see? And so, oh, that's it, good. That's good. yes. And so mm. then you, and then, you know, I said, so I don't put that pressure on myself. I didn't make me. And mm-hmm. but I'm responsible for me. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not giving mm-hmm. up responsibility because you still have responsibility as a person to live this life. But I I I, I feel I find living this way and and leaning into God and being real with Him has let allowed me to live without that kind of that level of animosity and without. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I didn't say I don't have pain, mm. but I, I am saying it's not, it's not, it has not festered into bitterness. And yeah, fe- yeah, but when yeah. you get turned, when you are tied to an outcome, I should have had my son until he was, you know, a certain amount of age. I should have mm. had this, that, and the other. I should have done that, da, 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 da. then that, that's a wolf fester into bitterness. Mm. But I found for me, a real release of 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 and and really just leaning into him. I need your mercy. I need your care. Mm. I need your grace. I need your mm. favor. Mm. I need all of that to be what you called me to be. Mm. Which is if you can't have favor and not show favor, mm. you can't have grace, receive grace, and not give grace. Mm. You can't have ask for wisdom and not give wisdom. Mm. So my desire was to be a, a to espouse those things, mm. and I asked God to give me those things mm. so that I could give it back to the world because I believe mm. that that's a part of who I'm called to be. Mm. Mm. Amen. 
So, Belinda, I'm going to ask you to do something. If you would just do a short prayer for someone, that person who, whatever their experience may have been, but they're not, they didn't handle it like you are. And, they're, and they love God. And they're hurting. Mm-hmm. And they're crying. Mm-hmm. And they do live in this space of this shouldn't have happened. And why did you let this happen? And yes. I trusted you. And you, and they feel like God failed them. Yes. Would you just do a, a brief prayer for them? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dear God, we mm-hmm. thank you for thank you. Um, all the things that you have allowed in our lives. Mm. And Lord, we today, we just, for the person who's struggling Mm. with, I don't understand, who's Mm. struggling with illness or who's struggling with Mm. despair and who's Mm. struggling but still love you. Mm. God, I pray that you would saturate their mind, their soul, Mm. their body. And Mm. Lord, will you let them feel the great Mm. sense of your love and your Mm. touch. Mm. Lord, will you let them know that you are as close to them as the prayer that they whisper? Mm. Will you let them know, Lord, that even though they have questions, that they're angry, that your love penetrates even that? Mm. Father, reach and grab, and then God, give that person the wherewithal to grab back, to reach back to you. Mm. Lord, put people around them that Mm. will give and speak into their lives Mm. of wholeness where Mm. there's despair, peace where there's chaos. Mm. Lord, only you can do that healing where there is sickness. Lord, Mm. let them know that you are indeed no respect of persons. And Mm. in the midst of everything that they're going through, that Mm. you are still who you are and that you have not changed your mind Mm. about them. Mm. And so we thank you for strength, Mm. for peace, Mm. and for the wherewithal to walk this walk of faith. Mm. I thank you for increased faith now for Mm. those those that are struggling. And Mm. God, that their love for you would outweigh all of the other emotions that they feel that life has brought them. Mm. And we pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, Life Coach Belinda, (laughs) if someone wants to get in touch with you, um, can you share your contact information? And of course, they'll be able to look on the website and see this also. But if you could just say it to to them now. So my uh, email is brreese104 at gmail.com. You can find more information about Life Coach Belinda Reese and her coaching information on our website. Well, Belinda, thank you. Welcome, Jack. Thank you so much for being my guest and for doing this and for sharing. And Oh, it's just good to talk with you. And thank you for encouraging so many people. Absolutely. I'm so proud, again, of, of what you're doing. 
And uh, this has just been a wonderful time to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Some of my connections that's in that toolbox include mm-hmm. you now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm going to make sure you use this tool. Uh, <laughs> we will absolutely. be helpers one of another. Yes. Surely. 